to the Success After Barber School podcast, where we give advice to new and seasoned barbers on how to reach a six-figure income through training, mentoring, and coaching. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% in earning a six-figure income, this is the show for you. Welcome back to the Success After Barber School podcast. Today, our guest comes out of Florida. I'm going to let her tell you her name, where exactly in Florida she's from, how long she's been a barber, and why and how she started. Chelsea, please take it away. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Ard. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. I grew up in Atlantic Beach. I've been a barber last nine years, so... And what was the last one? How I got into it? Yeah. How and why you started. Okay. So after high school, I didn't want to go to college. And so I was just working, you know, a bunch of odd end jobs. And one of them through high school, I was a shampoo girl at a hair salon. And one day she's like, why don't you check out hair school, like cosmetology school? She told me about Paul Mitchell because I'm a licensed Cosmo. I didn't finish my barbering school because I went there. I'm like, oh, you have to be dual licensed. And once I'm in there for a few months, I'm like, wait, you don't have to be dual licensed. So Anyways, I got in it that way because I just, like I said, all through high school and after I was shampoo girl receptionist and it interests me. And when I first started doing hair, I was in a salon and about a year into it, I'm like, uh, this isn't really my kind of like, I guess, style. I wasn't feeling it, like the color and the cutting, nothing was wrong with it. But I've got two younger brothers, so I started messing up their hairs in the garage. <laughs> and then their friends started being my victims, too. And then that's when I was like, oh, this is fun. Right. That's how I story short, got into it. So tell me this. What motivates you? So the people. Yeah. To be honest, the clients. Yeah. Um, I actually recently stepped back from barbering about a week, a couple weeks ago. Right when you sent me this email or the invitation to join this podcast, I'm like, oh, wow, I just stopped. And I didn't do it because there's nothing wrong with the industry. I've had a great experience. I've learned a lot. I have a lot of knowledge and wisdom through it. I just need to take a step back. So I just wanted to put that out there because no I felt kind of weird at first. I'm like, man, I'm not like this, like actively barber right now, like in a barber shop. But I feel like I could share a lot of, like I said, my knowledge and wisdom with people starting off from what I've learned. Um, but to go back to your question, what motivates me? Um, it was the clients. I really enjoyed the people being able to talk to somebody. And I always wanted to make them leave the chair feeling better than when they came in, more than just a physical appearance. Right. Because you never know what somebody's going through. We all are going through stuff. But if you can be someone's, like, not to sound like cliche, but someone's sunshine in a storm, be it. So it was honestly the people. I mean, it had its moments where you're just like, ah, and you want to strangle somebody. Yeah. No, I'm not really, but kind of. No, I get it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So <laughs> it was it was really them. I'd look at my schedule, and I'd be happy to be seeing my people. Got it. So they helped me also <laughs> my really tougher days too. So that's what motivated me. Awesome. So if there's one thing that you wish you knew going through cosmetology school that you know now, whether that be a theory, an idea, or a technique, what is it? Posture and how you stand. Preach. Yes. <laughs> I'm 30, but been doing in this for the last 
almost t- 10 years to nine years, take care of your body, stand correctly. They don't teach you all that with your like, you know, shoulders back and how you hold your arms and your hands and your feet and how you position that is needed. <laughs> and that needs to be a serious thing, even though it seems like something so little. I put that towards cutting hair. I mean, that's your whole, that's your structure or your foundation. So with the cutting hair, like the trimmers and the clippers, I'd say learning your tools. But that's, I mean, that's trial and error. Right. You got to find what works best for you. Totally understand that. Exactly. So did you have a Mm -hmm. mentor when you first came into barbering? I did. I was lucky to have... This guy of the owner, the owner of a barber shop, take me under his wing, and really, basically, that's where I learned, of course, how to cut hair. Because the time that I was in barbering school, we were still in the classroom studying, and so I wasn't on the floor with barbers with the tools. So, Mikey, he really he owns Executive Cuts right down the road, not right down the road, but in Jacksonville. Yeah, he really he took me under his wing, and another guy Joe there, and they really like. They would literally hold my hand because I'd be shaking with the clipper, you know? Yeah. Um, they're the ones that had me sitting outside the barbershop with a balloon and a straight razor and shaving cream, you know? And then I'd pop it and you hear them all laughing inside. Like, oh, she got somebody. I'm like, so that is where it all, oops, that's where it all started. Yeah. With it. So I had a mentor in the beginning and then throughout it, I had someone I also looked up to in the beginning. I had, a, there was a female barber that I was just like, Oh my gosh, she's amazing. She cuts such good hair. I'm like, I want to cut like her and be like her. And then throughout the journey, I had a few people that I looked up to. The last barber shop that I was in, um, I was in there for a while. And the guy that works in it, that owns it, he's a really good known barber in the industry. And so I was really blessed to be able to sit next to him and like literally be over his shoulder watching us and questions. So, okay. I had a question and I don't want to, I don't want to forget it because it was a good one from when you walked to, from when you first got on the barber floor to when you no longer quote unquote needed the help or them holding your hand and guiding you. How long did that take? Was it six months? Was it a year, year and a half? What would you, what do you think? I'd say till I felt comfortable. Yeah. Till you felt comfortable where you weren't asking the questions or for guidance or, Hey, how does this look like? When did you really was like, okay, I got this. Okay, I'd say six months, in between six months to a year. So probably, like, to be honest, because I was super nervous. I'd say about six, seven months. That sounds about right. Really? That sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Until I was like, no, I got this. And then that was a great feeling, uh-huh. you know. Confidence and boost. people coming off or coming out of barbering school or cosmetology school and going into a barbershop or even salon, but I know this is a barber podcast. Um, it just takes patience. I'm sure a lot of people have been through the whole wanting to give up and quit. You just sit in the shop and don't get a haircut. Uh, you get one haircut, but just have patience and also go out and get it. There's people on the street that, hey, hey, can I give you a free haircut? You know, yep. I always tell my people and whatnot. It's like if you're brand new coming into our environment as a barber, whether male or female, if you got people you can cut, bring them. Because the more our clientele gets to see your work, the quicker they are going to be able to get in your chair. And stuff because I'm actually working on I hate to call it an exit strategy, but I'm working on starting a barbering school. That's what this podcast is about. I'm putting together a online class to help barbers slash cosmetologists who want to learn how to do what we do a little bit better. And what I've noticed is it literally takes about six months of hand holding 
before they feel comfortable enough working the Clippers. Because they, you, you can agree, right? They don't teach in cosmetology school barbering. It's a, it's a week long, maybe two week long segment. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And they, they, what, a guy comes in, shows you a cut, and you're like, okay, but you really need to be able to do that day in and day out over the course of six months before you can really step away and be like, okay, I think I can do this on my own. You know, and then on top of that, you got to go above and beyond and get out there and search YouTube. You got to give out some free services and stuff so you can get comfortable and and confident where you can offer your services to everyone. Right. Exactly. So I agree with you. my next question. Right. And you knew this was coming. What made you step away? Why? Why? I could rattle off a bunch of reasons. And to me, they sound like excuses. But to be 100, 100 percent completely honest. That part of my life, that chapter is done. Um, I have fulfilled my purpose, I feel, for right now with being in a barbershop behind a chair. And I fought with this for years because for years I have known I needed to come to this, but I've been scared. <laughs> of course, fear is what holds you back, you know? Right. I'm still scared because <laughs> I don't know exactly what the next turn is or anything. Um, but I, I am at peace with my decision. It took me <laughs> over the last couple of years three times leaving the barbershop and then going back to it and then leaving and going back to it to getting rid of everything I own and moving away and coming back to where I'm from. It took a lot. It's barbering is such a great industry because of the freedom and it's let me learn myself. I mean, you're still always going to learn about yourself, but create being able to having the freedom to be able to create my life. And I've, and okay, to go back to your question. Sorry, I got no worries. It's okay. Yeah, that's honestly the to break it all down, to put everything that's in my head into one little sentence is that was just that that chapter was done for me. And I know I'm a good barber. I know I'm a good person, and people love my work, and they're really sad um, to see me go because I've had clients that followed me for years and years, you know. And I'm a good known barber throughout the city too. And so everybody's like, I mean, what are you doing? Like people, I'm called crazy. I'm called this and that. I'm like, but if my heart is not in something anymore and it is taking more out of you from me, yeah. exactly. It's supposed to be, you know, energy, a, like, <laughs> I don't want to say a circle, but in my head, it, you're supposed to give and, and take, take yes. and not just give, 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 not take, take, take. And it was taking more from me physically, emotionally, mentally then I was being fulfilled and I needed to step back and really look at myself. (laughs) And that's another thing that I feel like a lot of people going into this industry need to be aware of is you come first and it is not selfish to put yourself first. I'm so happy you said that because what you're, what you, what you just explained, right. Is what I've been dealing with for the last three to five years and stuff. So I'm 46. I've been cutting since I was 13. I've been in the industry for 18 years. I started off as an apprentice through a chain called Cost Cutters, worked my way all the way up to management, stepped down from management, got myself fired because, you know, I have this sense of equality and fairness that I felt wasn't being, you know, met to my standards. So I told my boss and her boss about herself and, you know, long story made short, Two weeks later, we opened up a business called uh, The Shop. It was a combination clothing store, barbershop, bought out my partner and everything because he had an idea and I had an idea and they didn't blend anymore. So fast forward, my body aches, my back hurts, poor posture, like all of those things you mentioned is what I'm dealing with now. So I'm like, what else am I qualified to do? Because I do know barbering, got my instructor's license a while ago, and then it clicked like, 
I should be an instructor. So what ended up happening, right? God heard me. He heard my prayers. He sent me a young lady fresh out of school. Took me six months, start to finish, Mm -hmm. to get into her, help her unlearn what she had learned from cosmetology, to learn barbering and stuff. And now Megan is one of the best barbers I have on the floor. You know what I mean? So that helped me realize, like, I, I embodied that because then he turned around and he sent me Chelsea, another female that was working at a chain as an apprentice. Um, I'll leave that chain unmentioned. But then her buddy Alexis came as well. And Alexis literally looked at me about three months in like, Tim, what the fuck have I been doing? Because she realized the way we cut as barbers versus what they do when they stick them in a little cubicle. Nobody's checking their work. There's no iron sharpening iron. She's like, oh, my God. And she's been able to make more money with us than she ever did there because they paid her, what, 10 bucks an hour? Plus, she got to keep her tips. And they expected her to do three cuts an hour. They're, they're, they're working them like dogs. Oh, my God. That's crazy, yeah. right? So yeah. I say all that to say this, right? I love your energy. And if I can plant one seed right now, because I would hate to see you leave this industry and take all your knowledge with you. Become an instructor. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, look into that. I thought about it. <laughs> People have brought it up. Too. Well, here's the deal, right? Once you're full time, it's 74 bucks an hour plus plus uh, full benefits. You know, at least in Wisconsin, it is at least in Wisconsin. It is like I want to say as a and what do they call it? Uh, Adjuncts, something adjunct instructor. I believe it starts at like 54 bucks an hour. You know what I mean? So it's a way for you to still kind of re-energize yourself, reinvent yourself. And then you could cut Mm -hmm. part time in the school on the floor by helping the next group of people come in and if you were to take that challenge right i'll be honest and everything mm-hmm. with you i will be so interested in you potentially moving here in two to three years and being an instructor with our company because we are again opening up yeah. a barbering school you know what i mean and i think i have a pretty yeah. good sense of people and i just love your energy like you know i love your honesty oh, and you. stuff so with that energy and that honesty i'd love to see you be able to help the next wave of female barbers because that's kind of where I'm kind of cutting my niche out and everything. I want to help young women out that want to be barbers in this industry because, you know, like I know barbering took a step back and it was really just cosmetology for a long time, at least in the state of Wisconsin. They just reinserted the barbering program in 2013. And now, yeah, really. So now before, before it was just cosmetology, they said barber cosmetology, but it was really just cosmetology. And then they had all these chains that they called barbershops. Now, we did have barbershops still, but there was no barber license to be obtained. So you have a bunch of unlicensed barbers, unless they went got their cosmetology license, then you could do both, you know? So all that being said, I want to focus on helping young people. And I say women specifically, because for whatever reason, in my experience, women have been more receiving of that education. They seem to be a little more hungrier than us bullheaded men because most of the time men start cutting at 13, 14, so they feel like they know it all. There's nothing to be taught that they they don't want to be micromanaged or any of that. So instead of butting heads and losing good people, I figure I'll teach the women who want to be taught. You know what I mean? And then we're going we're gonna to create a chain, basically. But we're going to create a chain better than the chains that are out there. And I hate to use the word chain, but really it's a franchise opportunity. So I just want to link arms with people that are that want to be empowered, help you get to six figures, but do so without having to be tied to the chair. That makes sense? Exactly. No, I I think that's amazing. Yeah, I love Rear Minds going too. Man, I, I, this is great. I really thank you. I just have to stop and say thank you for this time. Thank you for doing this for people, for asking me to join. I am super grateful. I appreciate that. So 
I'm hoping we can start building the bridge of friendship and that this won't be a one-time conversation. I'll send you my number through Instagram. Reach out. You know what I mean? You need a motivation. You need an inspiring word. You need to just kind of unload, so to speak. Just reach out. I'm a great listener. I give great advice. At least that's what I've been told. I also aspire to be a motivational speaker. My book is coming out in the next month and, and some change here. It's uh, called Change. It's volume 17. I'm, I'm a co-author with Les Brown, Jim Lutz, and Jim Britt, which are all phenomenal peoples. They're all in that motivational speaking circle. I speak on ch- I speak on change, and I know how to help people change because I've done it. You know what I mean? I'm The guy I am today isn't who I was 5, 10, 15 years ago. And I swear, I used to be a character. So I'm a lot better. I'm a <laughs> lot better than I've ever been. And I just like seeing people grow, right? Like, it's that growth mindset. I have a solutionist mindset, you know? And I love the porn that people build people up. So if ever you need an encouraging word, if ever you need to just say, Tim, I just need you to listen to this, kind of bounce this off you, see what you think, don't hesitate to reach out. And I mean that sincerely from my heart. You know, because I love beautiful people and I want to see you do great things because I, I, I feel from here that you have the ability to do that. One last question, because we're getting up on that 17 minute mark and we get to record for uh, 30 minutes, right? Or 20 minutes. So if there was one thing that you know now in regards to barbering, right, that you wish you knew when you first got into the business that you would pass on to the next coming wave of would be barbers. One thing, what would that message be that you're going to pass on? The main thing that stuck out for me and like looking back now is I said it earlier, but taking care of yourself. We are in the industry where we take care of other people. Take care of yourself properly (laughs) and don't get caught up in the whole I'm doing barbering because it's cool or the barber, you know, the facade or whatever they call it out there. How you're a barber supposed to be. Don't get caught up in that mess. Don't. Okay, I got one. I should have said this anything. Don't compare yourself to other people, to other people or to their work. Be you. Nail on the coffin. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. That's perfect. That's perfect. And and why, right? Here's why. Because if you're comparing yourself to other people, you're always going to feel like you don't measure up. The only person you should be measuring yourself against is the person you were yesterday. Like I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. I'm doing my best to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday. And God willing, I'll be a better version of myself tomorrow than I am today. And if everybody took that approach to life, just be a little bit better today than yesterday. Be a little better tomorrow than today. If we all compare ourselves to ourselves, am I getting better? You know, two questions you ask yourself when dealing with life. Is it going to make me a better person? Is it going to make me more money? Those are the two questions I ask myself when dealing with everything and everyone. Is it going to make me a better person? Is it going to make me a better, make me a little more money? If the answer is no to either one of those or whatnot, then probably I'm not going to do it. And here's why. Money isn't everything. We didn't build the construct, but it is the construct in which we live. We needed to live, right? So it's not the first thing, right? It's faith, family, fitness, and finance. In that order, faith, family, fitness, and finance. And I say that because you got to believe in something. Whatever it is you believe in, lean on that. Hold it true to your heart. It'll push you forward, right? Family. Keep the people you love close to you. Even if it's a circle of one, a circle of one is still more powerful than a circle of zero, right? Fitness. You said it yourself. Take care of yourself, right? 
You got to take time to take care of self, mind, body, and soul, all three categories. And then finally, finance. And I feel like if you take care of the first three, the money will flow easily because you'll find peace. Exactly. Right? You'll find peace. So, folks, I've been your host. My name is Mr. T.I.M. This is the Success After Barber School podcast. My guest, again, has been Chelsea Arndt. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Miss Chelsea, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your encouraging word. Stay blessed. Let's stay connected. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six-figure income, hop on the email list to get updates on the show and live notifications for the newest trends or to be featured on the show as the Barber Spotlight of the Week. Let's go. Let's grow.